The offense shines as the Cardinals take two of three over the Blue Jays at Bush this weekend with the Atlanta Braves coming to town next. This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Happern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio and follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. On YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, and comment. That way you can interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when the new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your own baseball franchise, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On. Make sure that's in all caps, Locked On in the game. A great weekend of baseball for the Cardinals who take two of three from one of the top teams in all of Major League Baseball, the Toronto Blue Jays. And let's be honest, they probably should have swept this series. You had the lead on Thursday on opening day. Uh, you had it on a couple of occasions. And uh, we're only three outs away from taking it before the Blue Jays made that comeback in the ninth inning to kind of shock the 47,000-plus that were in attendance uh, on Thursday. And you got to give credit to Ollie and the team for kind of shrugging off that tough loss and coming back the next two days and getting – convincing wins uh they very easily could have hung their heads and moped into Saturday's game with a sour attitude and you know with Jack Flaherty having one of the craziest stat lines you'll ever see out of a starting pitcher on Saturday just walking hitters left and right uh they could have gotten frustrated and let that game get away but credit to them and credit to Jack Flaherty who despite not having his a stuff on uh Saturday battled through a very tough Toronto Blue Jays lineup and getting through five innings to give his team a chance to win. I mentioned this on Twitter on Saturday during the game that it it wasn't so much that Jack was even that bad. He really wasn't. Uh, you see seven walks, you see a hit batter, and you're like, gosh, he he must have really stunk. He must have been, you know, Rick Vaughn, wild thing type of wild out there where the ball's flying all over the place. Uh, but that wasn't really the case. He he was missing the zone, yes. It's not like the ump was squeezing him, really. But the Toronto hitters weren't chasing anything, like nothing. It, it, it was amazing how they were able to stand there in the box and just watch pitches, you know, dip out of the zone. It, it, it was incredible. They, they just had this eagle eye thing going on on Saturday, and it wasn't until later in the outing that Jack began to use the slider a little bit more and started fooling Blue Jays hitters some because they just were not taking the bat off their shoulders for anything. They were making Jack Flaherty throw strikes, and he was trying to get them to chase things, and they just were not biting. It just wasn't going to happen. That's a dangerous lineup. The Toronto Blue Jays are a dangerous lineup, and you can see why Flaherty would pitch a little more cautious to them when he got ahead in the count, because that's what he was doing. It's not like he was falling behind like 3-0. and He would actually get ahead of these guys quickly, and still they would just stand there and watch the pitch 
dip in and out of the zone. They, they just were not going to fall for any of that. And we're more than happy to take the walks, but credit to Jack. Like I said, never let the frustration get to him. He kept pumping in pitch after pitch and refused to lay any like meatballs right over the heart of the play for them to smash. And, uh, Somehow, somehow, some way, seven walks and a hit batter, no hits, no runs. None of them scored. Nobody crossed the plate before Jack exited the game. Also, I don't know if you guys actually caught the Jack Flaherty Joker hype video uh, that he put out before the game. I've retweeted it from the podcast Twitter if uh, if you want to go and uh, give it a gander. Uh, But if you listen closely at around... 17 seconds of that hype video, you might recognize a familiar voice. Me. I almost crapped my shorts when I when I first heard it because I saw that he had posted something and I started watching it. And I actually went through it once before even realizing that he had taken or whoever put the video together had taken part of the audio from one of our podcasts and put it in there. And I was like, wait a second, hold on. Did, was that what I thought I heard? And I was like, what? We actually made Jack Flaherty's Joker hype video. Lo and behold, how about that? Um, And and I thought that was kind of cool, right? I I like to be included on that. And another thing that made it cool, especially is because uh, I'm a big Batman fan. Huge Batman fan. And uh, I've actually even got, I'm going to bring this up on the screen for you on YouTube real quick. I've got this Joker art. Here, check it out. On YouTube, obviously. Look at that. I got that. I got that for my uh, little brother who bought me that. Um, and I just haven't put it up in the office yet. Uh, we've moved a couple times and I just haven't ever put it up in here. But I, I feel like I kind of got to throw it up there now because Jack Flaherty is, uh, you know, using his inner joker to get through what was a, well, a tough matchup there uh, on Saturday. And he, and he fought through it. So you got to you got to applaud Jack for doing that as much as, uh, you know, not just me, but a lot of people give him a lot of crap. Um, he fought through that in five no-hit innings. You're not going to argue with that, can you? Um, outside of Jordan Hicks' appearance on uh, Saturday, the bullpen shut things down. Uh, offense did just enough to get the win. And then yesterday, they just absolutely ambushed Blue Jays starter Chris Bassett from the start. Uh, nothing like starting off the game with back-to-back jacks from Brennan Donovan and Alec Burleson to to set the tone for the game. That marked the first time, actually, that the Cardinals had back-to-back home runs in the first inning uh, since Matt Carpenter and Carlos Beltran homered on April 26th in 2013. Then Nolan Gorman, and that's to lead off a game, by the way, and then Nolan Gorman tees off for a two-run shot that went an estimated 446 feet into the right center field bleachers to make it 4 to nothing. And according to Rob Raines at stlsportspage.com, the last time the Cardinals hit three home runs in the first inning of a home game was on July 24th of 2005, which was the final year of Bush Stadium 2, when, you're going to love these names, Abraham Nunez, Jimmy Edmonds, and John Mabry all homered off the Cubs. Mark Pryor. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta love being able to reminisce on some of the, some of the old names. Right. Uh, but the blue Jays don't go away. They don't, they, they put together some hits, climb back into it with three runs in the second off of uh, Jordan Montgomery, but the Redbirds offense would not be denied this day. They scored three more in the third inning, two of them coming on. Guess what? Another Nolan Gorman dinger to make it seven to three. And uh, we actually thought that might be it for Bassett right there. But no, they bring him out again for more punishment in the fourth inning. You get singles from Carlson and Edmund, and then Tommy swipes second. You get a sack fly from Donovan. And finally, the Blue Jays say, 
no mas. We're done. And uh, they, they actually pull Chris Bassett. Uh, Alec Burleson greets the new pitcher with a rocket double into right center field, scoring another run to make it 9-3. to three. All of those runs, by the way, are uh, charged Chris Bassett. And uh, he had a nasty line, <laughs> an absolutely nasty line for his first start as a Blue Jay. He goes three and a third innings, nine runs, ten hits, four home runs, no strikeouts, none for Chris Bassett, who was a big-time free agent. This offseason, a guy that I kind of, you know, banged the table for. I was like, he might be pretty good in a Cardinal uniform, normally keeps the ball down. He did not uh, uh, on, on this day, and uh, he, he got ripped hard. Meanwhile, you got our man Jordan Montgomery, Monty, as we like to call him, uh, keeps plugging away, gets through uh, five innings. Chris Stratton and Packy Naughton finished the final four innings with just one run coming in. Uh, that one was against Stratton. Cardinals win at nine to four. They take two of three in the series. And um, it was a fun series to watch. I'll say entertaining, entertaining to say the least, right? You had, you had the offense, you had some, uh, some decent pitching here and there, especially on Saturday. Um, I wouldn't say what Jack did was decent pitching, but it was no hit for five innings. Kept it entertaining. Right. And then what major league baseball wants people on the base pass. I don't think they wanted it that way, but anyhow, uh, we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly from this opening series in 2023. We'll do that next year on Locked on Cardinals. Ultimate Baseball GM. If you love baseball and you love video games, then I have got a game for you. Pro Baseball GM combines your dreams of being a major league GM with the fun and enjoyment of a video game. At one point or another, you've probably thought to yourself, I could take over as the Cardinals GM. Be an easy job. I got this. Well, all you armchair GMs, now's your chance to show it off because it's not as easy as it looks. And this game is not as simple as you may think as well. You're going to be in charge of managing every strategic aspect of your team. You're going to play through the season and lead your team to glory or you're going to get fired. Okay, it happens. It happens. I haven't been fired in my season yet. But uh, I haven't had a winning season yet either. So it's not an easy game to play. It, it takes some strategy. You got to hire the right coaches and staff. You got to manage the finances. You got to scout and draft players, navigate through the franchise. Uh, you got to deal with the free agency and all the ups and downs that go along in the season. And it's all in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM, it's completely free. You can play it offline, which is great. So play it on the go as you want and when you want. And right now, Locked on Cardinals listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On. Once again, that's all caps, Locked On, in the game store. So make sure to check it out. Download the game. Visit ProBaseballGM.com. You can scan the code or look it up on the app stores. That's ProBaseballGM.com. Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. Time for the good, the bad, and the ugly from this past weekend because definitely wasn't a perfect series, but are you ever going to have a perfect series? Probably not. So how about we start off, since I'm a positive guy, we'll start off with the good stuff. Uh, the offense, this offense that the St. Louis Cardinals are putting out there, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. And not only is it dangerous, it's deep, you know, and to take a Lars Newbar out of your lineup, the guy that was just hitting leadoff, for the championship team at the World Baseball Classic to take him out of your lineup for a couple of games and be able to plug in Dylan Carlson and Alec Burleson. That's a wonderful thing to have. Uh, Newt injures that thumb on opening day, and for many teams, that would be, you know, you would see a significant drop-off in production to whomever you were going to put in that day, whatever backup outfielder you decided to start, but not for the Cardinals. It, it, you didn't drop off hardly at all. Sure, Burleson, 
Took the 0 for 4 on Saturday, but he more than makes up for that on Sunday when he goes 3 for 4 with an opposite field home run. Uh, he gets two doubles, albeit one of them was kind of a, a goofy pop fly to center field that the Blue Jays kind of look like the bad news bears trying to figure out who's got it, I got it, I don't know what to do, and then and then it just falls in the grass. But Burleson hustling, running all the way, gets the second base on that. Um, he also had two RBIs. He had two runs scored. He looked good. He was hitting the ball hard uh, for the most part, and we saw a lot of that at the end of spring training where Alec Burleson was starting to put together Really, really good at bats, and that was one of the reasons why he made this team because down to like the last week and a half, I wasn't sure he was going to make this opening day roster, and he started to get hot, and he got hot at the right time, and with the guys off at the World Baseball Classic, they're like, left-handed bat, be able to play some outfield. He could also play some first base. Should probably keep him. So that's what they did. Uh, Carlson gets the one start over O'Neal on Sunday and goes three for four with a run score. And I said it before, and I'll say it again. I think there's going to be a lot of rotation to this outfield this season. It's going to be based on, you know, who's hitting really well, who's not hitting well, who's banged up, who who needs a day off. And it's going to include all five outfielders. You're going to you're going to see days where Tyler O'Neill's not in there. Jordan Walker, New Carlson, Burleson, the only guy who actually started all three games this weekend, ironically, was the rookie Jordan Walker. He was in there for all three and I'm sure He'll get a day off here in the next couple of days uh, with Atlanta in town, and the rotation will just continue as soon as Newt gets back into the lineup and is able to uh, to be a part of it again. So the guy, it's really going to be more of an ego check, in my opinion, for all of them, because at some point they're going to get sat down and they got to be able to handle that. And so far, so good. Carlson handled it, not playing in those first two games. Even when Newt went out, people were clamoring, like, where is Dylan Carlson? What's going on here? Uh, they saved him, and they started him on Sunday, and he responded well. Three hits. Uh, Nolan Gorman's stock right now absolutely through the roof. Absolutely through the roof right now after his weekend where he went four for nine with two home runs and six RBIs. He walks four times on top of it. Uh, was quoted after the game saying, if I can do what I can do to be selective in the pitches that I'm swinging at, and no, I'm in a good spot to swing from. I think I could do some damage. It was it was something, and he was talking about swinging at the high pitches that was there all last year. It's a chess match and a game of adjustments. You've got to be able to realize what the pitchers are trying to do. And that was something that he had issues with last year, and it was the same thing that uh, Paul DeYoung's got issues with. Uh, it's that high fastball. Gorman couldn't catch up to it. Paul DeYoung hasn't caught up to a high fastball in three seasons, and that's been his problem. They Pitchers just throw him up there. He can't hit it. Uh, Gorman clearly has made some adjustments. He's not swinging as much outside of the zone. It's something that, you know, I hope Jordan Walker picks up on where he's not chasing as many pitches, trying to do damage. You let them come to you. You're the dangerous one. And, uh, Gorman made him pay this weekend. Um, whatever you're doing, whatever these adjustments are that you got going on with the hitting coaches, keep it up, Nolan, because if you can get that production that you saw this weekend from your number six guy the number six guy you're in the lineup behind Goldie, Arenado, and Contreras. Look out. Look out. After this opening weekend, here are the stats for the Cardinals. The team is first in Major League Baseball in batting average, hitting 373. They're first in OBP, second in slugging, second in OPS, fourth in runs scored, second in hits, second in home runs, and first in strikeouts. Not because they've struck out the most. They've struck out the least only 19 times. Did they strike out this weekend? Crazy stuff. 
Uh, the bad this weekend, I'm going to throw this to the starting pitching, which we all knew was kind of a, a big question coming into the season. Added share of issues. Michaelis got beat up. Didn't didn't pitch bad, but the Blue Jays kept finding holes. And those holes ended up turning into runs. And, you know, when you give up 19 hits in a game, that's not good. Uh, Flaherty had the walks going on on Saturday, which we know was an issue. Uh, then Montgomery had a solid day, but you'd like to see these guys go deeper in games. You know, Michaelis, three and a third. Flaherty goes five. Montgomery goes five. Um, I I realize it's the first starts of the season and their pitch counts are still pretty low, right around 85 pitches. So maybe later this month, you might have seen them get extended and go an extra inning at least. Uh, but that would be my lone complaint about the starters. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the fact that they none of them gave up or started, you know, just throwing the rosin bag down or getting upset out there because they easily could have. All three of those starters could have gotten frustrated at one point or another. And you could tell it was starting to eat at Michaelis that these little dinkers were falling in. You could tell Flaherty was like, dude, will you guys just swing the bat for God's sakes? Um, but they didn't let it get to them too much, and they were able to, to get through as much as they could. So credit to them. Jordan Hicks still struggling. Um Walk on opening day, three more on Saturday, just one strikeout in an inning and a third. He's allowed three runs. His ERA is already at 20.25. Not a great start. Uh, Helsley had the hiccup on opening day, but he looked much better in his second appearance on Saturday. So for the most part, the bullpen did their job. The bullpen did great. I, I would imagine you see more Drew Verhagen than uh, Jordan Hicks in key situations until Hicks can get things straightened out because – he don't look good right now. He's throwing the ball hard, but he doesn't look good. Um, I do want to point out one thing, though, and it, it is a positive for all of the pitchers involved this weekend, even the ones like like Hicks and stuff who might have struggled a little bit. The Blue Jays hit as many home runs as you and I did this weekend. Zero. None. The Blue Jays did not hit a home run this weekend, which is bizarre because the Blue Jays have a crazy good lineup with a lot of power in it. None. The pitchers kept the ball in the ballpark, uh, ballpark, and that's that's a big part uh, of winning for the St. Louis Cardinals this year. Um, you know, they the the Blue Jays dinked and dunked for a lot of their hits. So hats off for keeping that lineup in check despite all of the soft uh, contact hits that kept falling in. The ugly, I'm going to say that's the injuries that uh, came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, people started dropping like flies. Uh, the Cardinals this spring stayed relatively injury-free in spring training, but right out of the gate, you lose Wainwright in the gym for Team USA, although it didn't hurt his singing voice, which is which was great. Good to know. Uh, but he is going to be out a while, as we already know. Uh, Lars Newbar injures his thumb on opening day, jams the left thumb, sliding into third base. Last I heard... It was bothering him still while swinging the bat over the weekend, so he's been out but is listed as day-to-day. -day. We don't suspect he's going to go on the IL, but we're not sure yet. Giovanni Gallegos has the lower back strain that he sustained while working out, which has delayed his return to the field since spring training. Uh, the MRI was clean, which is great news, so he's day-to-day. -day. In fact, I, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that Ali thinks he might be available for Monday's game against the Braves. And then the real scary injury, the knee contusion to Wilson Contreras on opening day, but thankfully after resting it a, a couple days, he was back in the lineup and catching on Sunday, and he seemed fine to me. He didn't appear to have any issues. Uh, he's off to a, a nice start at the plate, going four for eight with three runs scored. Uh, I had to look up last year's stats, and I was just curious, but Cardinals catchers last year combined to score just 49 <laughs> runs through the whole season, 
Wilson's got three. He's already surpassed Austin Romine's 11-game production from last year in that department. So we'll keep an eye on uh, how his stats compare to what all of the Cardinals catchers uh, did combined last year. We'll see uh, uh, how Contreras compares to those throughout the season. And also, as much grief as I give uh, Andrew Kisner, how about a little love uh, for Kiz? Stepped up in Contreras' absence on Saturday. Not only helped Flaherty go through a very taxing five innings, but also picked up his first hit of the season, a solid single up the middle in the win. Uh, Cardinals are tied for first in the NL Central with the Reds, who took two of three from Pittsburgh, and the Brewers, who took two of three from Chicago. And coming in for a three-game series beginning tonight is the Atlanta Braves. So we're going to preview them and uh, this series next on Locked on Cardinals. The Bill March Madness bracket is here. We know you've got a favorite bar or puff, and now is your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. I'm pulling for the peanut butter brownie bar. That's my favorite, but you can check out the bracket and pick all of your favorite choices for yourself. Doesn't take long, 15, 20 seconds max, and you can sport your favorite bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite one, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked-on listeners will get a free box of Belt. That's a nice little hookup. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's Best Bars or Puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You'll have them for the whole year. If you haven't tried them yet, you ought to do it. Best protein bar out there. Seriously, so amazing and good for you because they're covered in 100% real chocolate, which makes them nice and tasty. Great flavors, but also packed in uh, protein. They've got low in sugar, so you're not worried about all that. And uh, like I said, they taste good, man. You got real chocolate. You got it in your favorite flavors. Run to BillMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff. And pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, which we're not in anymore. So moving on to April. But make sure you hop on in. Check it out for yourself. BillMarchMadness.com. Chip Carey's old team, the Atlanta Braves, are in town for the next three games beginning tonight at Bush Stadium. The Braves took two of three in their opening series against the Washington Nationals, who aren't exactly a great team, but yet still a major league club. Uh, they knocked the Nats, uh, the Nats around pretty good in the opener on Thursday and Saturday. They won 7-2 to and then 7-1 to before losing on Sunday 4-1. to uh, who's hot for the Braves? You've got first baseman Matt Olson. The left-handed swinger is 4 for 11 with two dingers in his first 11 at-bats. Hit both of those, actually, on Saturday. Uh, their DH slash catcher, Travis Darnot, has uh, also hit very, very well early goings here. Uh, had a hit in all three games, including four on opening day. Uh, the guys who are not so hot for Atlanta coming in, new catcher Sean Murphy is uh, hitless so far. He is 0 for 7 on the season, and former Cardinal Marcelo Zuna is only 1 for 12, although his one hit was a home run. Your pitching matchups for the next three days, you've got Charlie Morton versus Jake Woodford tonight. Woodford looking to build off his outstanding spring where he had a team leading 18 strikeouts in 17 and two-thirds innings. He allowed just four runs and had an ERA of 2.04. He's looked great not only in spring training, but he looked good last year, too, coming out of the bullpen. He's earned these starts, and uh, with the Wainwright injury, he's going to have a few of them because Wainwright's going to be out a little bit. They're not going to rush him back. So uh, Woodford, uh, can't wait to watch him pitch tonight after seeing all the all the good stuff that he had going on this spring. He was outstanding. Uh, Tuesday starters, you've got Steven Matz set to make his regular season debut. Also enjoyed a fantastic spring. Uh, spring. The Braves have a rookie left-hander Dylan Dodd scheduled to start had some good numbers in the minors but i don't know a lot about him other than he's left-handed <laughs> so we know how the cardinals normally deal with lefties they've never seen before usually they suck 
Hopefully that trend is broken and they won't have that issue. Then on Wednesday, the rotation's going to flip. We go back to the top with uh, Miles Michaelis getting the nod, but we will not see Braves number one starter Max Freed, who injured his hamstring while running to cover first base in the season opener and had to leave that game. The uh, Braves are, are set to put him on the 15-day IL, but as of this recording, uh, they haven't officially done that yet, but that is in the plans. They, they plan on doing that, so uh, not only for – you know, regular baseball fans know that he's heard uh, for us fantasy guys who drafted him this year. He's going on the IL eventually. So get ready to make that waiver claim for whoever you're going to pick up. Uh, instead, on Wednesday, right-hander Bryce Elder could be making the start instead uh, for Max Free. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals and Locked On uh, just any of our teams. Braves, Blue Jays, anybody that the Cardinals are going to be playing. Thanks for making uh, us your first listen. Now make your second listen. Locked on Fantasy Baseball. You can win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy baseball knowledge possible. Some big fantasy weekends for plenty of Cardinals players, but outside of St. Louis, you had Adam Duvall, massive weekend for Boston, CJ Crone for the Rockies. Uh, you're going to need to know who the pitchers are who were throwing twice this week. Pick some up maybe if you had Max Freed on your roster and he's not going to be available. Uh, Matt and Dom have got all the answers for you. Find Locked on Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Cardinals back on the diamond tonight. Ad Bush against the Braves. Veteran righty Charlie Morton going to the rubber for Atlanta against Jake Woodford for our Redbirds. First pitch will be at 645 St. Louis time. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Hope or YouTube. I don't know how I got all country there, but like and subscribe on YouTube to help our channel and love for the Cardinals grow. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.